result. You are now tuned into Pulse Pounding with Mickey Dillon. We're live, bitch. That's wow. <laughs> you do a countdown or? <laughs> yeah, three, two, one, bitch. No. This week's guest is a New York-born actor who's been starring in movies longer than he's had his adult teeth. With upwards of 12 films and a hit TV series behind him, you can currently catch him on season two of Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, as well as whatever internet forums the goth girls are forming over vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Here to talk about his career thus far and surviving the industry as a child actor, David Castro is hello, here. Hello. This is so weird. It is. This feels weird. I'm kind of regretting not getting coffee. Oh, really? But that's all right. I didn't drink. I didn't do coffee today. I'm doing tea. Yeah. The thing with me is, if I drink coffee now, I won't be able to sleep tonight. From one? From one? Like that's how sensitive I am to. So I don't take any like workout supplements. I don't take any pre-workout. I drink a half a cup of coffee in the morning, and then I'm like, that's it for I, your day. I could no. Well, yeah, pretty much. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm on. Sometimes I'm, I get a little crazy, and I'll drink a full cup. You know wild but, <laughs> but i feel like i could throw a house no joke <laughs> i think i've had three today oh my goodness this is a tea yeah no i wouldn't sleep getting the throat going yep but i'll drink more yeah no i don't know caffeine's not like that for me no. but i've also been downing caffeine since i was like 13 i'll probably be i'll, I'll get there one day but you know, <laughs> maybe not baby steps <laughs> <laughs> this feels weird yeah strange <laughs> I guess well, you know because you know what it is we've been we've been talking about this for for a long time mm -hmm. and everything is it's about being strategic with timing oh here he goes and no it's here just, you go it's just the way it is with your fucking david goggins speeches <laughs> that, that guy's the man no this. it is true though it's funny that like a couple years ago i was like when well, i start a podcast you gotta come on it <laughs> And now here we are. Yeah. I guess we should tell everybody, like, we've been friends for, what, three years now? Uh, I feel like longer than that. I don't know. When well, did I meet you? I 20... started... We won't, we won't, I guess, disclose the the name. We'll but, get there. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we started... I started working, picking up a little side job, make some extra cash at a restaurant, and... What was that, 2019? That was... It was pre-COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was... 18? 18 no yeah, yeah really yep crazy yeah and okay I, I walked in the door and and said i'm an actor and no. i was like <laughs> okay he's that. an actor <laughs> whenever people tell you that in an environment like that it's not true but then yeah. i googled you and it turned out to be true who so, knew so what i what i had to do well i didn't have to do it but when i first sat down with one of the managers mm -hmm. i you know, was trying to, you know, sell myself like, hey, you know, I'm great with people. My public speaking is good. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, what do you do? And I was like, well, you know, I'm an actor. And I always get the same response, whether it's facial expressions or a little chuckle under the <laughs> breath. Like, oh, yeah, you're an actor. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, but I just left it as that. And uh, he was like, all right, well, yeah, can you start tomorrow or the next day? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And, that's that's pretty much all she wrote and that's how we met that's funny yeah yeah that had to be like a good three years ago yeah so i feel like we've been talking about this forever long time and i've also never interviewed someone who i actually know mm -hmm. so this feels weird yeah but i'm gonna treat you like you're a stranger do it i'm ready <laughs> let's go okay so let's talk about where acting started for you so 
acting started for me when I was five years old. My mother went to school, college for acting, mm -hmm. and she, she never like fully pursued it. And one day we were in a nail salon, me and my sister, and this woman came up to my mom, saw me and Raquel all dressed up. And she was like, oh, your kids are so cute. And did you ever consider, you know, getting them into the, in the industry? And my mom was like, yeah, well, I went to school for it, but no, not really. And she gave her a card mm -hmm. and we went to an agency and we had an audition to get on. My sister got on right away mm -hmm. and I had the attention span of a typical <laughs> five-year-old boy. And they were like, nope, no way. So I pulled my shit together and by six years old, I got signed mm -hmm. to uh, my agency Abrams. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, is this that John Robert Powers scam shit? Have you ever oh, heard of that? yeah, yeah. The mall. Oh, yeah. did you ever consider about Yeah. So or the radio station. My yeah. mom fucking dragged me there once when I was a kid. And even at seven years old, I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is not real. You go in and then you walk out. Yeah. With, with, with a uh, bill. With a bill. They're like, yeah. we would love to represent you for $10,000. <laughs> I fucking killed it. I'll, I'll give I'll give myself I'm that. I'm sure, yeah. But it was a joke. And even as a kid, I knew that. Right. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall to see that. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But yeah, that's how you know you're not dealing with a legitimate um, agency is... If they want your money. If you're paying right. for things. Like, the only way they make money is if you make money. Right. That's how you know you're legit. Right. They're investing um, in you. Exactly. So, but yeah, so then that's where it all started. And we started with commercials and, you know, I did a McDonald's commercial. I did you know, Dirt Devil. I did a whole <laughs> bunch of different commercials. And uh, Wow, do they still make those? I don't, I don't think so. Hmm. If they do, I want one. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the best it's, color. It's, it's going to have some value mm -hmm. like 20 more years from now. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I started with that. And then I started with independent films. One that comes straight to mind is, you know, where God left the shoes with John Leguizamo, where mm -hmm. I played um, his stepson in it. And that was an amazing experience meeting him, working with him. I was actually. You worked with him twice, right? Mm, yeah, I believe there so. was something else. Yeah, I think maybe it was a short film mm -hmm. or something. But yeah, and I remember not being old enough for the part. And my mother fighting for me to get mm -hmm. the role. She was like, no, he's capable. He can do it. And I think the director lied to John because John was like, no way. Like he's too young. That age is too young. And he was like, no, 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 he's not. He's, he's not, um, he's 11 or 12 or whatever. Yeah. So they lied about my age. How and old were you actually? I think I was eight, mm -hmm. eight or nine. And they said I was 10, 10 or 11. So John was on board. And I played his stepson in it. And the movie's about a family that goes homeless, you know, through hard times right. around the holidays. And it's me and John going through New York City, trying to find him a job on the books so he can qualify for an apartment so we can get off the street and be in a home for the holiday season mm -hmm. for Christmas. So very, very emotional. Um, I've seen, you know, we filmed on location a lot. So... You know, we were going through the streets and we were in shelters mm -hmm. with, you know, uh, with people, actual people that were living there. Right. And, you know, seeing that in, at a young age definitely uh, struck me to just, it's always something that's on my mind. It's always something that wherever I can contribute to help someone or to do something to, you know, make someone's day, it, that's for me the most fulfilling thing in life. And I think that that's what I'm chasing, whether mm -hmm. it's through, you know, acting or just being just a person. Um, 
I think all this other stuff you get wrapped up in. Right. It, 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 it's, it's, listen, there's nothing wrong with like me. I'm a car guy. You know that. Mm-hmm. I love fast cars. Um, so for me, there's one car that I really, really want. And of course, like, yeah, eventually that, that'll come and I'll treat myself, but you can't take any of that with you. Right. You know, but if you know you can make an impact on someone's life or the world, um, you know, that, that goes, that lives on for years and years to come. So, right. But you're also like, a rare breed you're not a real person you always say that i call david a snow globe person a because globe, he's yep. like one of those people who when you zoom in in the beginning of the movie <laughs> onto the snowflake like in the grinch and then there's like a snow globe with little uh, like fake people and the bratty little kid shakes it and yeah. then the hallmark zooms into that yeah it's and like now, a snowflake yeah, yeah we see a story that's going on <laughs> within the snow globe that's not real like that's who you are as a person I, I, you just don't make sense i don't know i i uh it's listen, been three years and i'm still waiting for you to snap and snap i haven't seen it yet listen yeah. everyone gets angry i get angry for sure <laughs> but um it takes a lot definitely takes a lot okay so that movie was after palindromes correct palindromes was that was not like, the yeah, first palindromes was like my first first, first. oh my god right yeah, that which was, like, was essentially kind of a sequel to the director todd solins's yeah previous film welcome to the dollhouse yes what was that like as a kid so what were you like eight when you did that yeah, what was, I was that even like younger i think i was like six or seven yeah as your first experience like post commercials yeah having so like a real role that was do you remember it i do yeah i remember so many things well let me say this i don't fully remember what the movie was exactly about i just remember that it was i was working with a lot of kids uh you know with that had disabilities and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and um you know i had one kid you know he he wasn't able to walk there was another person who was you know albino and there was you know all these different kids that had all these different things and um i just remember having so much fun Mm -hmm. with all of them yeah you know like the kid that couldn't walk he was in the wheelchair i was like pushing him around the wheelchair racing around the corners (laughs) and um another thing that comes to mind, I remember filming one of the scenes where we're sitting at the table. I think we're all eating. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they bring out, they, most of the time, they try to bring out food. If you're going to be eating food on set or, or in the scene, they always try to bring you know hot food. So right. it's not like torture for you to just keep right. eating this over and over again, take after take. Yeah. So me, uh, as a young kid, I loved bacon. I ate a lot of bacon growing up. And... Um, they brought out bacon and they told me I had to pretend to eat it mm-hmm. to not really eat it. So right. they didn't have to keep replacing it. <laughs> but I loved bacon. <laughs> so me being a six or seven year old boy, like I I listened, I guess, a little bit because I, I didn't get fired. Mm-hmm. But I, I ate the bacon and I just remember the director yelling, all right, <laughs> take the bacon. Like enough with the bacon. And they just had to keep, they had some guy in the back just like making, just bacon on the Oh my grill, God, that poor just guy. Just trying to replenish uh, this bacon that I was eating. He must have so, been cursing you all day. Probably. He was like, <laughs> Tell the little shit to stop, stop eating, eating all the, all bacon. the bacon. Yep, That's funny. Okay, so then in 2006... You did a small part in the movie, A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints, which had Big some incredible actors. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr., Shia LaBeouf, Rosario Dawson, who I love, um, Channing Tatum. What was that set like? So I just had like a very, very short little snippet of, mm-hmm. a, of, a, of a part in that film. Uh, I was, I mean, very grateful to have gotten the role and meeting you know uh, i met shyla i remember shyla buff he was 
he was sitting down. They were like leaning up against like this brick wall and um, he was like smoking a cigarette. Super nice. Mm -hmm. Really, really nice to me. And um, he was just asking me, oh, so you're an actor? Like, you know, what else have you done? All right, yo, stick with it. Stick with it. And Which is cool because he was in his prime back then. He was like a huge deal. Yeah. 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 I think, I don't know if he did Even Stevens right after that or before that. I, I think probably before that. Yeah. Based on the the age he looked, it yeah. was definitely after. Yeah. So, and, um, but yeah, just to be able to meet him, that was, he was super down to earth, super cool guy. And then I met Channing and mm -hmm. Channing was, he didn't blow up yet. He wasn't a huge uh, star yet. Right. And I remember my mom bringing me over to him and him shaking my hand and um, he was telling us and my mom was asking him questions like, hey, you know, you, have you done anything else? Do you have anything, you know, upcoming? And he told me, he's like, yeah, I actually have this like dance film. Oh my God. That I'm, I'm auditioning for or I'm on hold for. Crazy. And he's like, I don't really know too much about it, but you know I'm, I'm really excited yeah i'm really excited about it and that's how it goes and yeah that's how and boom it was it was step up and he blew up which was like the movie of a fucking generation yeah such a good movie we tried to watch that recently my best friend and i mm -hmm. and we were like this shit is so corny really? but back in the day oh like, yeah back when we were day, kids yeah. that was the fucking movie for kids of our age yeah we used to watch it over and over again we thought it was so cool and we watched it recently and we were like, all of this acting is so corny. Like none of this is believable. <laughs> it was, I, I still enjoy, I mean, I've seen it not too long ago, maybe like a year ago. And I still like, you know, the dancing's cool. I like it for the nostalgia. Right. Exactly. But it's a little corny. Yeah. But that was a huge movie. That was like his breakout role. So that's funny that that hadn't even happened yet. Yeah. So that's how, and I keep saying this to myself, it's like with whatever you're doing, you know, I, you just gotta you just can't quit because mm -hmm. you never you never know when that yes is coming that, right that big big yes and um all the actors that i've worked with w through my whole acting career Haley seinfeld we did a, a nickelodeon summer camp um pilot together and that was before she got true grit right after she got true grit boom blew up yeah um all, so many actors that i've met um, that have gone on to do really, really big projects. So it's just a matter of just sticking with it and just not quitting. That's such an interesting perspective too, to see these people who are out there like doing the same thing you're doing, like chasing it. Yeah. And then you encounter them at that phase mm -hmm. and then they go on to be something huge and wildly successful. Yeah. That's no, pretty cool. It's, it's definitely, yeah, it's very motivating and, um, it just shows that if you have a talent for something, you have a passion for something, and you know, there's a saying: you hang around the barbershop long enough, sooner or later you're going to get a haircut. I'm not <laughs> sure who said that, but um. <laughs> you are really just like full of these dad metaphors. I I do have these like little, little one punch line. <laughs> I like to hype people up. I like to oh be motivated. You really are. You're like a self help book. Yeah. Um, Little Fugitive is my favorite Young David project. Mm -hmm. I watched that one. The Lisp. <laughs> was that real oh yeah you had a list I suffered, when you were I suffered so bad wait it's so funny because i was watching it and i was like is that part of like the character oh yeah that no, they no. told him to do yeah. or was that real that's how good of an actor i am that's I, so funny <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> um so you play joey a little boy whose father is in jail and then the older brother of your character tricks his younger brother into thinking that he shot him yeah so then you run away to coney island yeah um i watched the scene with 
Peter Dinklage, yep. where you're another in another one. Yeah, yeah, which I didn't know you worked with him, yep, and I fucking love Game of Thrones. Sick. Me so too. I was watching the trailer, and I was like, I gotta watch this. I had no idea mm. he was in this movie. Um, so what was that experience like? So cool. And now, now looking back at it, it's even cooler, mm -hmm. just because of you know, like Peter Dinklage. I remember, I remember he was sitting at the bar, like we were like in a holding area, right? And uh, it was at a bar that was like not open yet and they were just you know uh, doing they had you know all the wardrobe racks and all that stuff and I, I walked up to him and i sat down next to him and he was again asking me oh how are things been how are things going uh it's so cool you're doing this so nice to meet you and i just remember him being super super nice and and just telling me you know just just stick with it, kids. Stick. That's what he was telling me. Stick with it. You know, he. I don't. I don't know if he did any projects before that, mm -hmm. but he. He just told me, just you know, just just if you love it, just keep at it. Don't quit, kid. And and you're gonna do great. You're gonna do. You're gonna do big things. And he went on to to get Game of Thrones. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. And um, just so cool. Just so cool. I had the opportunity to to meet him. I wish I, I could link up with him you know now and be yeah like, hey you remember me mm -hmm. show him a picture of us yeah that's and, funny um so but i'm sure I'll, I'll cross paths with him paths with him someday listen i don't care how big game of thrones was and how big he is now i'll always remember him as the guy from elf yeah you remember that scene yeah yeah that's so funny <laughs> he's an angry elf dude <laughs> that is funny in 2008 you did 27 dresses mm -hmm. with katherine heigl where you played pedro is katherine heigl the absolute nightmare that people say she is to work with. No. So she <laughs> was super nice to me. Um, well, you were a kid. I, yeah, everyone, every, you know what? I say that response and then everyone says that like, oh yeah, but you were yeah. young. You were like but, a cute little kid. I mean, not that I could remember. I couldn't remember her being mean to, to anyone, you know, on set or around or, you know, she was super nice to me, was making jokes with me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, no, that was just every every actor on that set, Ed Burns, Katherine Heigl, um, just, the, you know, the rest of them uh, were super, super nice. And <laughs> the uh, the hips don't lie Shakira scene will <laughs> always not haunt me, but always be a laugh whenever, I mean, <laughs> wherever I see that scene or whenever I see it on TV, it, it gives me a, a nice little chuckle, but uh Definitely a great experience. I mean, working with powerhouse actors. And, yeah. Um, and that was a huge movie that year. Yeah, it was crazy. Really I mean, it's big. Still, I mean, it's a great chick flick. And, yeah. Uh, you know, definitely. And she was uh, a big deal at that time, too. Oh, yeah. Like, she was doing all those kind of movies. Like, all yeah. the big romantic comedies that were coming out, she yeah. was in. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, your schedule's stacked at this point. You pretty much did a movie every year from 2004 to 2012. Mm -hmm. what was it like growing up as a kid with a full-time job it was it was good you know i i don't i don't have any regrets like i'm i'm very grateful that i was introduced to the industry um you know i i, I met so many cool actors and, and great people um I, I would say you know there is a downside to it because you don't have a normal life mm -hmm. you don't have a normal childhood right you know? it's always it was always go to school sometimes get pulled out early get in the car the minivan i had a, my mom <laughs> had a, my mom had a like a golden minivan with a little tv in the middle <laughs> and me and my sister would sit in the back fighting 
uh, I mean, she wouldn't share her gum with me. <laughs> like, you know, there's stories for days that we would just be yelling. And my mother did a lot. You know, she sacrificed a lot. And it was a lot of time and a lot of um, energy driving us back and forth to the city. You know, going an hour or t- 20 minutes there and then two hours sometimes back, depending on if we hit traffic or not. You know, it's a lot. It's right. a lot of, uh, but she believed in us. And, and um, you know, I am where I am today uh, because of her. And I'll always, you know, be grateful for that. But yeah, no, it, it was definitely, it was definitely challenging um, going through school, middle school, high school, you know, people definitely have preconceived notions towards you mm-hmm. um, when you're in this industry. Right. Um, not everyone, but there's definitely a, a few people and it's tough. It's tough. You know, it's tough, you know, being on the football team or mm-hmm. trying making tryouts for a basketball team, you know, because if I couldn't make the practices like, Hey kid, you're off the team. You right. know, I remember playing football and then you know, scoring a touchdown and, you know, some people would be happy and then other t- people on my team wouldn't be like, right. like I just scored a touchdown for us and, you know, and, and you're looked at a different way. Right. Um, it, it is what it is, but I'm I'm very grateful that I stuck with it because, you know, now being an adult and knowing that this is definitely a passion of mine, it's mm-hmm. something I enjoy. It's something um, I couldn't see myself really doing anything else. You know, at one point I did and you know what I'm talking about. Right. Um, but the universe has a way of putting up brick walls yeah. that you can't get over. Slapping you, you in the mouth. And saying, hey, you know what? Um, I know you, you want to quit and it's been really hard, but you can't because there's something greater. There's something bigger that's coming. Right. Um, you just don't know when it, when it is, you don't know, you don't know, you know what it is. You just don't, don't know when it is, when it's coming. Right. But if you truly believe in yourself and you just, I'm a big believer of law of attraction, you know that. And you just have to tell yourself like, uh, it's coming, you right. know, and, and just being prepared, uh, for the opportunity. So. Right. And that also motivates you to continue putting in the work. Cause I think that sometimes, younger people will misunderstand things like the law of attraction mm-hmm. and you can't just sit on your ass and right. say something's going to happen and expect that it's going to come to you yeah. but i think that when you remind yourself that you want it and that you can have it it motivates you to go out there and put in the work to get it right absolutely that makes sense yeah no 100 percent. you have to be you have to be driven um you know that's why I watch David Goggins so much. Oh my god, that guy, dude, that guy's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to touch back on school. So many people in the industry will talk about like being a child actor and experiencing some success, and either they're going to school at the same time or they're in and out of the same school, and what that's like with your peers because obviously kids are fucking assholes to begin with, mm-hmm. and there's a whole dynamic there when it comes to socializing in school as a kid Mm -hmm. so then when you throw something like you're a kid with a job you're on tv you're doing like movies and all this stuff it makes people weird other Mm -hmm. kids i would imagine even maybe some parents it might make weird so did you experience any kind of like bullying or like trouble with your peers based on what you were doing oh yeah absolutely um, I wouldn't say so much physical bullying, but right. I would just say, I guess more verbal or just, just the energy, you know, people, right. people's energy I would pick up on. And, um, yeah, no, it, it really, 
it, it wasn't it wasn't easy. You know, I, I remember. And, but listen, you also have to take into consideration, you know, I was a young kid making money on TV. Mm-hmm. So you're you're not the humblest person right. when you're that young. Right. And you have, you know, these things that other normal kids aren't doing. Right. So that definitely probably seeps through here and there and, and people pick up on that. But um, there's a limit, you know, that, that I, I would say that I wasn't a full-blown jerk, you know, but, right. you know, there, there's definitely a balance. But I, I've had friends growing up and, um, you know, I still have them till this day that mm-hmm. I can reach out to very few, but um, that's just the way it is. Right. But definitely, um, you know, had fights, you know, middle school, high school. And, um, you know, that's why I got into, you know, I trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and, you know, things like that. And it's always good to know something you know yeah. you know martial arts related to you know be able to defend yourself and, right you know the people you care about yeah but um and also just get out some energy in a healthy way yeah no that's i mean you go you you think you're in shape and then you you go roll around the mats for five minutes and it looks like you just jumped into a <laughs> pool like you just take your shirt off and fill a glass of uh, you know it's of water like it literally it, it's the greatest thing ever you feel so like just relax after and it's definitely a good stress reliever. Um, so after a movie you did called Teal Poppy, mm-hmm. which was released in 2012, you kind of like go dark for a few years. There wasn't really much that was happening in between that time. Mm-hmm. So were you still acting and working on things or were you kind of taking a break? I wouldn't say taking a break. There's never like really taking, uh, well, there's slow times, but mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's always work to be done and working on your craft and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, things got, things got slow. I was still auditioning, probably doing like little, you know, independent things or pilots and stuff like that that never got picked up. I, I've done so many pilots, NBC, CBS. I worked with J and it's just, you, you're as busy as you can be, mm-hmm. you know, it, that's the thing with acting that people don't understand. Like you're, your life and your career is, is definitely in the hands of other people, right. you know, whether it's the, um, the casting director or the, you know, the, the director or the writers, you know, you have to, for, for parts, uh, that come your way, obviously do is, is, you know, put yourself out there for, for everything, but that doesn't mean you're going to get it you right. know, because one little thing can be off. You could not fit the character this way. You're too tall. You're too short. You're too heavy. You're too skinny. You're, right. you know, uh, you have an accent. You don't have enough of an accent. There's so many things that, you know, actors go through that you definitely develop leather skin because mm-hmm. you're told no so many times. Like yeah. as a kid, when you get told like, oh yeah, you have this thing that you may get this movie and it's with this person, you're going to be doing this, you're going to do that. You get all excited. Right. And then that doesn't happen. And then you fly to California for the screen test and you're this close. Right. And I've gotten so many of those where I've gotten this close and then it's a no. Right. And I remember crying for certain things like, oh, I I really, really wanted that, you know, and um, it sucks, but it's, it's not who, and I say this all the time, it's not who's good, it's who's left. Right. You know, and that's really what it comes down to. So your sister, Raquel Castro, is an actor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a singer. She's a songwriter. Her breakout role came in 2004, where she played Ben Affleck's daughter in Jersey Girl. She was also a contestant on The Voice season one, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I watched some clips of her and like Christina Aguilera interacting. And so I was cool. <laughs> stoned in my living room, <laughs> freaking out. I was like, that's cool as fuck. Yeah. I love Christina Aguilera. She's cool. Yeah. What was it like 
growing up with a sibling who was also doing these things at a young age? Like, was it always supportive between the two of you? Was there a little bit of competition? Um, I, th- I would say probably more on the supportive side because mm-hmm. you know what it is when we, especially in school, like that's where it would really come out because whenever we'd be together or walking together, like, you know, groups of people looking at us, mm-hmm. or teachers or whatever, like we would look at each other and we would know, like we would just both pick up on that. Um, so there, there was definitely that sort of connection between us where we were in this together, you know, and yeah. we weren't normal, you know, quote, normal kids. Yeah. So, um, it, we, we definitely, listen, we were brother and sister. We were young. We would fight about the stupidest things, but at the end of the day, we were, we were best friends and, yeah. and, and we're even better friends now, you know, as we're older and, it, it, you know, I, I, I call her and you know, reach out to her, you know, she's in California now, so it's a little bit more difficult, but, um, you know, just to check in, Hey, how are things going? Because we know how it is. Yeah. You know, it's such a competitive industry and it's, it's very, very difficult. Um, but you know, you, you have to be in it to win it and you have to find something else that enables you to pursue it and not quit. Right. Because you get to a point now you're on your own. You're li- I'm living, you know, by myself now. You know, the bills are coming in. Yeah. You know, the truck bill, this, that. Right. And now you're like, all right, like this is what being an adult is. Right. And this sucks. Right. And it's tough and it's scary. Yeah. And the fear definitely will get to you. And that will be the first thing that will make you quit your dream. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, all right, I just just need to have something. I need to have a constant income. I need to be able to pay my bills and and then I'll be happy. And I did settle for that. You right. know, a lot of people don't know. I during the COVID um, shutdown, you know, I, I became a UPS driver. Right. I was just I was out in the Hamptons, freaking yeah. pushing a hand truck with 30, 40 boxes stacked on on top of one another. Yeah. And it started to rain, and I couldn't drive the truck up these pe- millionaires, you know, these people's homes. Right. Because my truck was too big, and it would ruin the landscape, and I'd rip these trees down mm-hmm. that they had special, you know, special. Yeah. Um, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the trees cost more than your house. Oh my frog! <laughs> yeah, like they were imported from. Yeah. Freaking, I don't know, and um, you know, and I had to get out and stack these boxes up one another and <laughs> it started to rain and they had these pebble driveways so the hand truck wheels oh my would God. sink into the dirt and I'm like pushing I'm like tripping over myself um, it was <laughs> I was laughing because you know I'm looking at like hey you know I'm, I'm an actor but I'm I'm a struggling actor you know I'm uh, trying my best to to you know survive yeah. and that's what it's all about and and I look back at it and I'm, you know, and I'm very grateful that I did do that because I got to see so much of Long Island, especially mm-hmm. out in the Hamptons. Like you don't even know these places exist. Right. Like there's so much of Long Island and so much of, of, of the Hamptons that I never, I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. And I yeah. just remember sitting in the truck, like eating my lunch and just, you know, I'm, I'm big into nature and I love listening to the birds and, you know, um, I play golf. So I always love to, to be outdoors. And that part of it, I, you know, I really enjoyed. And I actually went back there not not too long ago, my old route. Mm -hmm. So as a UPS driver, you're assigned different routes. And I was, I was struggling, you know, Mm -hmm. they would give me this route one day and then give me the next route the other day. And, um, you know, my GPS was broken, this and that, and you just had to figure it out. Right. And I was I was bad. Like they were there. I was being called into the office, and they're like, "Listen, 
You know, you got to pick it up. Like yeah. I was out there till freaking midnight, yeah. you know, and I still had 50 stops left. And um, eventually put me on this, this route, not a beginner's route, but it was, it was very, it was a luxury a route because it was so easy that within the first week, I just memorized the whole thing. Mm -hmm. and I didn't even need my GPS anymore. Right. Like I just knew, every, I knew everyone. There was people that I knew, like if I was running low on water or Gatorade, like if I knew that stop was coming up, they had the the, the snacks and the coolers out front. Oh my god! It looked like a like a, a, a like a CVS oh in god. the front porch. I love that. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, and they were super nice. And you know, one lady every time I I saw her, um, you know, there was like frozen food that she had, and she was at the end of the list. And I knew that if I would have waited to the end of the route, like her food would be defrosted and yeah. would, would go bad yeah. so what I did is I actually went to her first mm -hmm. and I was like hey listen I didn't have you I, I didn't you know you were your stop was all the way like three four hours from now but I see you had frozen food so I went to her first and mm -hmm. she was like oh thanks she tipped me a hundred dollars oh my god yeah yeah it's and then every time I went there it was like fifty dollars a hundred dollars like every yeah. time yeah well and, if you got it why not yeah so yeah but uh but it was cool it was um it was a really really cool route and sometimes I'll just go there just to drive around and just you know, think back uh, of you know the memories. There was it's like you know it was out it was out in Watermill. Yeah, so there was a lot of horses and it was really really nice. So. Didn't anyone ever open the door and be like, "Hey, are you that kid from that movie?" I did, dude. I had <laughs> it did that, happen. I had it one time. Oh dude. my god, it was a girl and she was she watched Shadowhunters and I opened the door and I remember her face just like. Like she saw a ghost, <laughs> like her eyes just like oh bulged out of her of her head, and I was like, and it's so funny too because like, you know, people put actors on this pedestal like yeah. they're different or whatever. yeah, like like I don't look at myself. No, I'm, you're I'm like a, the most humble person I know. It's actually sometimes it's annoying mm -hmm. to me. You know what? It's just like <laughs> why though? Like no, I, I get no, it. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather just, you be this way than the other. But sometimes yeah. I'm like, all right, let's calm down. Like you've done some shit. Stop yeah. downplaying it. Like sometimes you downplay yourself a little bit, well, and I don't think that's good either. Yeah. Well, listen, it's definitely good to be confident, but you know, I've. It's just I'm no different than anybody. I, I'm not trying, you know, to to get all philosophical, but we're, we're, we're all human. You mm -hmm. know, we, we all have our struggles. We all have our, our problems. And, and, you know, just because you're on TV or you're working, you know, on a show or this or that, like, you know, some actors will take that and run with it. Oh they yeah. Think, like who the hell yeah. they are. Um, it's usually the least famous ones too. Yeah. They're always the biggest dicks. Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Michael? No, Not you. <laughs> I also think that people don't understand the way the industry works sometimes. Mm -hmm. right. So like, for someone like that girl to see you on TV and mm -hmm. watch that show, yeah. those kind of people just automatically assume, well, you're an actor on television, right. so you're obviously super rich living in a penthouse somewhere. And then she sees me with my UPS uniform. Right. She's like, wait, wait, hold on a second. They don't realize <laughs> that like that might be for a period of time. Yeah. And then something may not happen for a period of time after that. Exactly. And if you're not at a certain level, like, you know, the fucking Johnny Depp's of the world, yeah. you don't have millions of dollars in the bank. Right. But I don't think people connect that. No. I think a lot of regular people will just Oh, he did you. one movie. Yeah, he's he's got, you know, you probably two rich. million in the bank. Yeah. You're good. No. Yeah. You know. I had, I remember one time I was at the restaurant and it was when I was doing the original, like all the videos mm -hmm. and I had the one get really big right. and the woman like recognized me from it because she had been watching them Oh wow! and they were, it was the weirdest experience of my life. She, I had, we were wearing masks at this point so they couldn't like see my face right? and she kept looking at me and I was like, are you okay? Like is some, what's going on over here? Yeah. She was like, oh, we thought you were this guy from these videos we watch and I was like, who is it? 
And then she said my name and I was like, oh yeah, that's me. And I took my mask off and we started talking about it. So funny. And she, I remember her, um, her friend, the guy goes, he's like, well, what are you doing working here? And I was like, yeah. what do you think? Just because one thing got a couple hundred thousand <laughs> views, I'm like That's right. living in LA in yep. a fucking palm tree backyard. Like yeah. it doesn't work like that. It's definitely, and you know what? Like you just have to take that with a grain of salt because it's humbling. You yeah. Know? Because acting is, is a very humbling industry because you got to do what you got to do. You know, you got to survive. Yeah. And, um, you know, I instead of sitting home and you know uh collecting unemployment i was like hey you know what i want to be productive i went out and i got a job and not me i did collected unemployment and i did not want to be productive yeah that was so. fun <laughs> i but, found productive ways to spend that money right so your mom kathy shout out to kathy yeah that's my bitch yep she is your <laughs> manager from the start of your career yeah what is that dynamic like does it ever get like difficult oh yeah yeah for sure yeah in what way just you know you get you get comfortable and like i, I get an audition she's like we got to do this now and i'm like i just come on ma like give me i want to sleep two more hours you know yeah. like she's like no it's got to be in because then we we got to go to the party and blah 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 so you know there's definitely a balance there and she has to you know she's my mom first my manager second right um but it's it's not easy you know it's it's definitely i mean we've had so many good laughs i mean looking back at old footage, old auditions. Like I, I keep telling her, I want to, I want to create this thing where it's like, hi, my name is David. I'm reading for the role of uh, Joe. Hi, my name is David. I'm reading for, the, and just put them all together. You know, like from when I was younger yeah. to all the way till oh, now. Oh, that's cool. And I keep telling her, and, and that's something I, I, I want to get done because it'll just show you how many auditions I've actually done. Yeah, and how long you've really been doing and it, and how long I've been doing it, yeah. and how many no's I've gotten. That's cool. I like um, that. I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get on top of that and, and tell her we need to sit down one day and just go through all of it and um yeah we've had so many laughs and it's tough too because me and my, me and my mom were best friends with acting when you start laughing it's it's very very difficult to stop yeah and get back to being oh serious. my god yeah. yeah and then you got to do that line that just made you you know start to laugh and then you got to say it again mm -hmm. and fight that urge yeah and we would have these spurts of 10 minutes of just crying laughing right. and i'm like mom like we're never gonna finish this <laughs> reel it in <laughs> like, yeah you know and then if i start laughing she laughs and yeah. vice versa so but so many good memories but yeah th there's definitely the challenge of of getting too comfortable and um you know um but i would say it's more i would say 90 percent or 95 percent of it is i'm glad that she's my manager and um we just have so many memories, so many, you know, auditions, so many places we've been to together and uh, just going back and forth to the city. I mm -hmm. mean, I, I wish like, you know, with everything with COVID right now, still like in-person auditions are like non-existent, mm -hmm. you know, and it sucks because I miss that. Like you get so, you get so used to things and you take things for granted yeah. and then you realize like, man, what I would do to hop on the, you know, the LIRR and just sit in the train and, yeah. and be around the people and the sounds. And, yeah. And now it's like, all right, you got an audition, like go in your basement and put yourself on tape. And right. it's just like, I, I remember, I just, I remember what it used to be like just hopping off the train. I had 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm waiting for an Uber. It's not there. I'm like, 
shit, I'm running. Yeah. And I just run to the audition. I'm sweating. I'm out of breath. And they're like, I literally walk in the door. I sign in. And I'm like, all right, at least maybe I'll have a few <laughs> minutes. And they're like, uh, David? And I'm like, shit. And then I got to be all calm and like, you know, yeah. but sometimes it works. Sometimes like if I had an act, you know, like an action scene or, or you know, I'm yelling at someone, it would pump it would, you up. It would be perfect. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm literally, I was just out of breath running, sprinting three miles to get to this audition. Right. Um, and then sometimes it would screw you. Sometimes you're like, hey, can I just get a few minutes? You know, especially if you have to do a crying scene or yeah. something like that. But um, yeah, you take things for granted, man. Yeah. It's interesting how things can be routine and maybe sometimes like frustrating or annoying. Mm-hmm. And then once you don't have them anymore, they become like things that you long for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it's it's definitely, it makes you take a step back and realize like, hey, you know, every day is a gift. Mm-hmm. Every day is a gift and you just have to enjoy it. Even if you are struggling, you're going through hard times, you know, you're healthy, you're alive, you have people around you that care about you. You know, you, there's so many people out there that have it so much worse, you know, than, than you know, than myself or, you know, most, most people, you right. know, not saying that your issues aren't real or whatever, but there's a lot of people that have it really, really difficult that are going through very difficult times. And I'm just very grateful. So. Yeah. I want to talk about Shadowhunters, but I want to talk about Paradigm first. Yeah. So you're assigned to Paradigm. That's your agency. I was with Abrams. Yeah. Agents left mm-hmm. went to Paradigm. Which is one of like the top five in the industry. Yeah. It's uh, I think the fourth biggest agency in the United States. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So for the gen pop, as I call them, that mm-hmm. doesn't understand. Yeah. You have your manager and then you have your agent. Yeah. Your agent is the one that sends your management the auditions. Correct? Exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. They... They get the, there's a call that, they, you know, gets a mass uh, right. email sent right. out to um, all the actors on, you know, whether you're A-list or B-list or whatever. And if you fit the character, your agent will say, hey, you know, we just got this opportunity. You know, you need to put yourself on tape. It'll be, everything is in the email. Right. And then, um, you know, your manager will, like for me, I mean, my mom is my manager slash acting coach. So she actually works with me for, mm-hmm. you know, all the projects, all the auditions I go on to right. help me memorize and, you know, certain inflections or whatever. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much the, the, the gameplay and, and the setup. It, it's a team effort, you know? So, right. but so does Paradigm come before Shadowhunters or does that come like with it? Um, Paradigm was before Shadowhunters. Okay. So I got on Paradigm before that. And then I remember doing my independent film called Ruta Madre. <laughs> it's my little Spanish accent. You like that? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. I love it. Um, Ruta, Ma- Ruta, see, I, I jinxed myself. I can't I do that. I, even if I tried, yeah. it sound ridiculous. So so I won't. I'll try it again. Ruta Madre. There it goes. <laughs> and um, I did, that, that was an awesome film, man. A really, really good friend of mine. Uh, my friend Joey, who I, I portrayed in the movie, mm-hmm. who was the, um, the 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 writer, it was a road trip film about him embracing his 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 background of of being, you know, half Mexican, and um, I didn't have to speak Spanish, and thank God because I don't <laughs> I don't know how I wish my father taught me, um, but my dad didn't, so now I have to take that upon myself. But it was a road trip movie. I was 18 years old at the time. And it was in Mexico. So I went to Mexico, stayed there by myself, 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. It was like so, so many beautiful uh, scenic spots that I got to experience. I stayed in like these little huts. I went all the way down. I was in Rosarito. I went all the way down to the tip, to to Baja. Mm -hmm. And it was freaking, it was just so much fun. Like uh, by far one of my 
uh, favorite films that I've I've ever done. And yeah, just the the crew, um, that was a part of it. You know, you be you become a family, and that's that's a big thing with independent films is that you become a family. You right. Know, where a TV show, it's very fast. Like boom, boom, right. let's get the shot, move on. You know, and then you're done working, and you, your castmates, you know, they 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 go their way, you go your way. That's that. You know, where I was in Mexico filming an independent film, mm-hmm. and I'm you know uh, having. You know, waking up at five a.m. and we're having we're having breakfast. They're having their you know their beans and this and that, and um, it was just awesome to experience the culture, the people, and just everything about it was something. I have a guitar I bought actually there. You know, the guitar that's hanging up in my apartment, and every time I look at it, it just brings back memories. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's awesome. a great way to remember it. Yeah, I think he tried giving it to me for free. Like we said, oh yeah, we're doing a movie, blah blah blah, and he was just like, oh yeah, take yeah. it. Yeah, and I was like, no, no, no. So we, you know, we, we, I, I ended up paying him, but um, but yeah, it's so cool. So in 2016, you book what's probably the biggest role of your career so far, a show called Shadowhunters, which was based on Cassandra Clare's book series, The Mortal Instruments. Yep. Shadowhunters aired on Freeform, which was previously ABC Family, and follows Clary, who learns on her 18th birthday that she comes from a line of human-angel hybrids that hunt down demons. Yeah. Very creative. That's right. Um, Fun fact, the pilot episode drew Freeform's largest audience in two years at that point, which is insane because Pretty Little Liars was airing on that network. Yeah. And that was like one of the biggest shows on television at that point. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I remember that. What was the audition process like for such a major network? Um, It was actually, it was a Mm self-tape. So it wasn't, I I was just like I was saying to you earlier, I was filming that that bilingual film, Ruta Madre, in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I finished that, I got the call from my agent saying, hey, there's this new project coming out. Um, you would be playing a vampire. Are you up for it? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I had, I had a self tape. I sent it in. Um, didn't hear anything for, I think about a week. And, and then I wound up, um, I wound up getting, getting it. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, like I got it. I don't even know if I sent the self tape in. I don't, I honestly don't remember if I sent it in or if I didn't, but I, I remember, getting the call saying, Hey, they want you for the role. Mm-hmm. And do you want to do it? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then they're like, all right, well, you got to fly to Toronto tomorrow. And I was like, what? <laughs> they're like, yeah, Toronto. And I was like, okay. So I packed all my things and the next day flew out of JFK and t- t- had a car service, picked me up, took me to the airport, boom, flew out to Toronto and I was in it. And then we just started going and I was like, wait, so this is based on a book franchise. So I went through the book, you know, very, very briefly just to get a, you know, a little summary of my character and then I made it my own and it was pretty cool. So you went to Toronto and then you didn't come back. You just started filming like, I right after you got it. As soon as I got it, we flew out to Toronto and then I was there for maybe two or three days for like wardrobe fitting and stuff uh-huh. like that. And then it was ready where were you living in like a hotel yeah i stayed at the uh the soho metropolitan and loved that place yeah if i go back to toronto i will i will stay there and actually will smith was there filming uh suicide squad oh wow yeah so i got to see him that's cool he was eating and um yeah a lot of a lot of actors um big big film people stay there and it was cool it was a uh half of it was the hotel and then half of it was the uh like residency Mm -hmm. side where like students would stay And they put me, you know, I would go in between, you know, the hotel and residency side. And it was beautiful, dude. And my room, like, overlooked, like, the city. 
Um, I saw, I had like this beautiful dog park uh, down below that every morning I'd wake up and just, you know, watch the dogs play. And it was really cool. That's cool. And you're how old at this point? I was nine, 19. That's crazy. Yeah, 19 or 20. So what was it like to be working on something so huge at such a young age and like making real money for the first time? It was cool. It out was, of nowhere, seemingly. Like, Yeah, it was, it was, um, I remember them telling me when I first got the part, they were like, all right, you're going to get some some you know activity on social media mm-hmm. so just make sure you're ready right I was like okay yeah whatever i had like 140 followers yeah <laughs> they're like you're gonna get some activity and uh i was like okay and they announced my character and i remember seeing my instagram going up by a thousand followers every two minutes that's crazy and every two minutes it was a thousand followers thousand followers thousand yeah. followers at first it was a thousand 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 and then it slowed down and then every minute it was a thousand and then every two minutes it was a thousand followers. Yeah, until what? It got to like close to a million or something. Mm, no, not a, a million followers. No, I was at. Uh, I think I was at like, I don't remember, like five, five, yeah. over five hundred thousand. Yeah, what is that like? Is that an adjustment when that starts happening rapidly? Yeah, I imagine there's probably was, like crazy young girls, crazed people messaging you all the time. I uh, yeah, no, it was uh, the fans were were awesome. They were always super super nice, very supportive. There's a few here and there that mm-hmm. you know. It's like yeah, anything. They can't separate you from your character. Yeah, yeah. not that or you know just you know sending you boob pics. No, Woo! no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> no way. But um, but yeah, no. It was it was a lot of fun, and Toronto is by far one of my favorite cities, and I will definitely be going back there very soon. Did you buy anything extravagant when you started making serious money? So I bought two BMWs. Nice. Yeah. Stupid. No, it's yeah, great. No, it's so stupid. Especially when you're that age. Like, that's what you do. <laughs> it was like, just now I look back and I'm like, man, I couldn't, I couldn't have saved so much <laughs> What I could have done with that money. But you live and you learn and that's a part of the part of the process. And maybe that's why I'm still not, you know, where I, I see myself gonna, where I'm going to be. Uh, you know, I had to grow up and mm-hmm. I had to realize, you know, what's important, what's not important. Yeah. And, um... But it was a lot of fun. You know, those two BMWs were... Well, you know. At least you didn't start doing crack like a lot of young actors. So you yeah. won that. No, nope, didn't do that. <laughs> so you did a lot of traveling and appearing at like conventions and stuff because the show is kind of like a science fiction yeah. drama. I traveled all over, man. The vampire thing was really big. So like you were doing like Comic Cons and all those kinds of conventions where all of those shows and those movies, all those actors will appear in one place. Right. So that's like a big industry, those conventions. Yeah. Um, so what was it like to experience fan reactions and people who were crazed about the show in person, like in front of a crowd? It was so cool. Which is kind of like the first time you experience that as an actor where like you're almost like the star. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, because back home, like not, you know, most people didn't still know didn't know who I was. Right. So I knew at least I can come home and like just be normal and have a yeah. normal life. But uh it was great. I traveled all over, Paris, Italy, Belgium. I mean, I, I flew all over for the for these conventions mm-hmm. and the fans were amazing. Um you you get to experience now what I you know, now I got to experience what that little bit of fame was like. Right. And it was Good, but also bad. Right. You know, there's always two sides of a coin. And 
people are like, oh, I want to be famous. I want to be famous. Like, okay, well, if you're famous, like you have to realize that you're going to walk out of your hotel. You're going to have groups of people that are going to stop you. I'm going to want to take photos with you, which I do. I'll never not take a photo with someone. Mm -hmm. But then it gets to a point where now you're going out to restaurants. People recognize you. You don't want to go out, so you want to stay in the the hotel you're staying in right. and eat at that restaurant. And the servers that work there realize and notice who you are. Right. The, the looks that you get, um, the staring, you know, people one after another just coming up, want a photo, 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 photo. So it makes you feel different. Yeah. It makes you feel not like, I don't want to say like a piece of meat, but it makes it just yeah, it's like a, a zoo animal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a little bit of a, actually Jennifer Lawrence said this once where it's a lonely feeling. Right. You know, you get to, you get that effect where you're like, you, you feel like whoever you speak to, you're not talking to them and they're not looking at you like you're a normal person. They're, they're viewing you as the star. Right. You know? Or like something above them. Exactly. Which and is I, strange. I hate that word star because, you know. I don't view myself as a star. You know, I just want to be a working actor. And, you know, if I can make a great living, stay under the radar, like sign me up. Yeah, but you're also very rare for a person, but even more rare for your industry. Like mm -hmm. knowing you as a person for as long as I have and as well as I've gotten to know you, there's not a lot of people who have done the things that you've done at the level that you've done them that are the way you are, mm -hmm. which is like very much not interested in attention yeah. A lot of times in situations where like I'll start talking about your shit, you don't even like want to hear it. <laughs> You'd rather talk about like real estate or golf. Oh, like yeah. you're not the person who's looking for like recognition or attention, yeah. which is very rare for the industry that you're in at the level that you've done things. Yeah, no, I just never, I never, you know what it is too? I think a little bit of it is you know, growing up and, you know, not having as many friends as I would have, you know, that I wanted to have mm -hmm. and, you know, things like that. I'm always afraid now of saying something where it's going to be misinterpreted right. or people are going to look at me and be like, oh, he's cocky or he's this or he's that. Right. So I, 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 I don't want to say I struggle with that, but that's always something that's on my mind where I go the extra mile to you know, watch every little thing I say, because when you are in this industry, you know, you could just be joking around, but then all of a sudden these people will take and be like, oh, he's cocky or right. he's this or he's that. Right. And me, I, I, I love everyone. You know, I don't care what you are, what you believe in, your background, you know, what you identify. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Like I literally, and you know that yeah. I, I love everyone. You just, you have to be careful. You have to be careful what you say when you do you know, the things that I do. So, um, I just like to stay humble and I think that's good energy and it, it always attracts, you know, positive things when, right. you, when you're that way. And it's just, it just makes me happy. And that's just, you know, something that I can't, I can't fully explain it to be right. honest with you. So shadow hunters aired for three seasons mm -hmm. and you were in 25 episodes. Yeah. What was it like when you found out that it wasn't going to be renewed for a season four and how did you find that out? Um, it's it, it sucked. You know, we were definitely expecting to get at least five or six seasons. Mm -hmm. And when we found out that the third one was it, I was you know we were, we were going to be finished with it. Now your brain starts going. You're like back to the drawing board, right? <laughs> you know, back to auditioning, back to going back and forth to the city. When is my next paycheck coming? And um, 
and that's where the week break. Right. And I, you know, I broke. Yeah. You know, I, I started to, you know, contemplate on, um, you know, a different career path. And, you know, it's something I really, really wanted and something I, I really saw myself doing, you know, uh, helping people and something that I had, I just all of a sudden like, you know, that finished and now I'm like, man, how am I going to, what am I going to do to make money? And I, I had to pick something where it was something that I knew would be fulfilling, something I knew it, it, I, I could give back to the community. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know why I'm dancing around it, but, you know, like I was trying to, you know, become a police officer. Right. And I, I figured, you know, I love to help people, you know, I love to, I hate to see, that's like one main thing for me is I hate to see bad things happen to good people. Mm -hmm. And if I could step in and protect or serve or stop that, that's what I want to do. Right. It's just something inside of me where if I see someone struggling or I see something going down and I can do something to stop it or to fix it, I'm, I'm that guy, right. you know, um, you know, if I see someone stuck on the side of the road, you know, the car is broken down and it's raining and everyone is just speeding, whipping around them. I'm the guy who pulls mm -hmm. over and I'm on Nichols yeah, well, you, Road. You better watch out before you get stabbed. Yeah. You but. can't be too cautious these days. <laughs> but I'm the guy that's going to, you know, push you out of the way and you change know, your tire you on whatever. the side of the road. And um, it's just something I can't explain. It's just a, it, for me, it felt like it was a calling. It felt like, right. all right, acting's not working out and you know, this is, I really feel it deep down. Like this is what maybe I'm meant to do. Right. And the universe said, no, no. Yeah. You know, I no, tried, I tried multiple times and, and I was stated, you know, not qualified. Right. Um, for the position. So, you know, is that the, you know, the man upstairs saying, Hey, like this isn't, you think this is what you want, but it's not, this isn't it. This isn't it. Like yeah. I gave you a talent, you know? Right. Um, you know, he's, uh, that, 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 that's, that's the way I view it now. And I'm, I'm very grateful that as much as I wanted it, I'm glad that those things happened that stopped me from, from fully pursuing it because, right. uh, when you love something and you've worked so hard and for so many years just to, to throw it all away because your fear gets the, gets the best of you. I think later on in life, regret would sneak in oh, for and sure. say, man, you were this close. Like you were, you were, two or three more no's away from that one yes. Right. And um, I know it's coming. And I and I know it's not going to be easy, but I I feel it now. And I, and I think that I'm more, I, I think now the attraction is going to be even stronger because now I don't have that little doubt. I don't have that other thing that I was pursuing. Right. I think that I got in the way, I got myself gotten in the way of myself. Right. And- now I think that the law of attraction is going to do its job. Right. And I'm all in. And I know it's it's right around the corner. Well, you've also put yourself in a different position. So like we were talking about before how we met working in a restaurant. Yeah. And you... I was bar backing. Yeah. I was bar backing. And yeah. you had picked up that job well after Shadowhunters had ended when you were talking about, you know, real life setting in, needing to move out, bills, all that stuff, right? Yeah. I, I feel like back then in regards to the police thing, mm -hmm. you were looking for something that was like your next move that would take you out of acting because yeah. you were scared. Yeah. But now you found something with real estate. Do you yeah. want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So now you found something with doing real estate where you can have a career essentially yeah. 
make a normal living, survive and pay all your bills and do everything you need to do. But it still allows you the time and the ability to continue pursuing this. So it's kind of like an in the interim thing. Right. But it could last if you needed it to. So I feel like that's the perfect position to be in for where you are. Yeah. That's that's where I think that a lot that of, makes so much more sense than what you were trying to do. Exactly. Yeah. Because if I did get that, then that's it. Right. Like acting's gone. Bye-bye. Right. And um, that's what a lot of people need to do, need to figure out because there's so many people out there that do have dreams and passions. Right. It, 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 maybe it's a long shot, but you have to, you just, you can't quit. Yeah. So you have to adapt and you have to put yourself in certain situations and, and pick certain things that yeah. enable you to survive, but also to never stop pursuing what you love. Yeah. And kind of pivot your plan. Exactly. I think people forget that sometimes like things get in your way, like roadblocks mm-hmm. and you just kind of have to find your way to maneuver around it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you're, you're supposed to stop. No. Necessarily. Yeah. So me, the fear, the fear got the best of me. It was like, right. You got to survive and this and that. And we've talked a lot about in the past, expectations and how you have this thing where you expected to be at a place that you're not really yet in your career and you thought you would be here but you're here instead right still on your way yeah i'm still climbing and sometimes that gets the best of you i feel like too so Mm -hmm. how do you stay motivated when you're feeling down or feeling doubtful to Mm -hmm. keep going i think for me and and I think a lot of people go through this where they get a taste of what they don't want. Right. Like they think, okay, this is, you know what, I'll I'll just settle for this. And then they settle and then they're doing it every single day. And they're like, man, I hate this. And I think that is worse than the fear of thinking, oh, maybe this will never happen. Right. I rather pursue and never quit and just keep at this and live in that state of fear you know, like Will Smith says, if you're scared, if you're, if you have fear, then just do it scared, you right. know? And that's, and it's so true. Like just, just do it scared. And, um, I got a taste of what that was like, even like with UPS, right? like that was, I did not, you know, enjoy that. Yeah. Like, that was, that was bad. <laughs> that was the nicest way you could have said and, that. Like, I don't want to like, I did not but, enjoy it. But this. here's the thing. Like, I don't want to, I'm not saying like, I'm not talking down on it or no. saying anything bad about it. Like it is a good job. Yeah. You know, it just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. Right. And what, what would haunt me is that what scare what was scaring me the most is that if I had to go to sleep and wake up and do that every single day, knowing I had something else that I was more right. truly passionate mm-hmm. about and that I, I stopped pursuing you because settled. of fear. Exactly. Right. That what that is that's what scares me. Right. The most. And also like I'll say it if you're not going to, a lot of people in jobs like that are fucking miserable. And mm-hmm. they wake up every day and they hate their life yeah. and they hate their job yep. and they hate their fucking wife and the house that they live in and all the things that they can't afford. Mm-hmm. And they regret that they didn't take chances. Yeah. And I feel like for creative people, you can't settle for things like that. Yeah. You, I feel like a bigger fear for me than not making what I want to out of myself. Because mm-hmm. most days I'm like 100% sure that's going to happen. We all have self-doubt. Oh my God. Yeah. But I think a bigger fear for me than not making it to where I want to is settling for a mediocre life mm-hmm. and never knowing. Yeah. That's worse. Yeah. I'd At rather least, take chances yeah. and fail 
and say, all right, well, at least I know. I tried. Yeah. Then fucking sit here and wake up at a job like that every day mm -hmm. and hate my life anyway yeah. and be like, what What if I would have tried the other route? Yeah. You know? And I always dealt with that too, you know, with just conversations with, with people like, oh, well, it's, it's a great job or you get the pension, you get this and that. So I'm going to work for 20 something years, 25 years, miserable. Right. Just so that when I'm older, then I have that sense of security. Right. Where I just wasted 20, that's another thing, wasted time. Yeah. I don't, whether, whatever it is, that's like another big fear of mine is, is just wasted time. And tw I can't picture myself doing something that I hate for right. 25 years just right. so I know at the end of it, I'm like, all right, I'm good. I have a pension. And listen, like I said, nothing wrong with that. Right. Like that there's some people that are totally fine with that and they, they have that job and then they do two, three other things and then they're making more money. But everyone's and, different. You know, everyone every, is every different. person's different and every different person has a different idea of what's going to fulfill them. Right. So it's about what's fulfilling you. Exactly. If like you, if you do it and you, and you, listen, you have a normal job and you have the pension, like all, all and you're happy. Ha, ha, there's ha, a lot of people who are, you. yeah. There's and a you, lot of people who just want stability. Exactly. And that's fine. And there's nothing wrong with but that. But if you, it's making you miserable, then don't, because yeah. there's something else that you know you should be doing. Mm -hmm. That's where I feel like a problem comes in. Yeah. And then you start resenting everything and everyone else around you. Yeah. And what fun is that? Yeah. You know, you're just miserable. Definitely. Um, definitely happy that you know um mentally i'm in a different place now yeah for and sure I, and i know and what, you know exactly where you want to go i know exactly now it's like it mm -hmm. was clear before but it's even clearer now yeah and i'm like now i'm more excited now you're even more motivated i'm more motivated and yeah. i think that's what's going to attract these opportunities right now, where before i was like yeah well you know what i don't know if i want to do acting anymore I'm right just, i'm just going to do this and it's just the way the world works and the way the universe works you recently got engaged yes and you and your girlfriend have been together since you were literal children. What yes. Was it like sixth grade? So we met when I was 14, uh -huh. 14 turning 15. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Has your career... Ice skating. That's how we met. Ice skating? Ice skating. You told me that story. Yeah. Yep. Where? Uh, it was at the rinks. The rinks. Yeah, That's bro. my spot. Bro, rock and roll night. Oh Friday my night. God. It's so cool. I used to go to the other one. I used to go to Superior because I lived on the block. But my school's hockey team would mm -hmm. play at the rinks. Yeah. And one of my good friends was on it. So I would go to the games. Dude, it was so, it was so much fun. I just loved just the music playing. It was something like out of Stranger Things, you mm -hmm. know, like that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. And like, I just saw her like get on the ice and I was like, uh. I was like Danny from Greece, like we're all my, <laughs> my two buddies, like, like you see that girl over there, like Sandy. Oh my god! Okay, so being that you've been together throughout almost every major thing in your career, yeah. Well, before big things happened, like with Shadowhunters, I was with her. How does your career impact your relationship? Does it make things difficult sometimes when it comes to like? traveling and like kind of living an unconventional lifestyle yeah because you're not home in your house every day working a nine to five like right. in the years where you're doing shadow hunters you're in toronto and you're gone for like months at a time yeah and you're also like have your own life there where you're making friends and doing social settings and all that stuff right it was definitely tough to you know, whenever you're doing long distance, um, like even right now, she's, you know, in medical school mm -hmm. you know, becoming a, a doctor and it's been tough. It's very, very tough. Yeah. You know, when you grow up with someone and you're best friends with that person, you know, I spend more time with her than, than anyone, mm -hmm. you know, it's her and my dog. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it was definitely, 
definitely hard um, just being away and traveling, you know, but it's a part of it's a part of what I do. And you have to find someone who supports you no matter what. Right. And like even like with me, I'm supporting her. She's away at med school. And, you know, you just you got to deal with it. Like if you truly love the person, you know, you're obviously going to go through ups and downs. Right. And it really comes down to taking a step back and realizing what's the most important thing to me. Yeah. And adjusting to right. that. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. She is pretty great. She is. And she's, she's hot. She's be- Yeah, she's a beauty. Yeah, she really she's, is. She's smart. She's funny. She's goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's she's my best friend. Let's talk about Power. So you guest star on the current season of Power Book 3, Raising Canaan. You play Marco Baselli, yeah. who is a Ginzo... Marco. In the Italian mob. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> How did this role come about? I was on vacation um, to a place that me and my fiance go all the time. Mm-hmm. And we, I got a self tape. And when I'm on vacation, like I don't yeah, want leave to me alone. do anything. Yeah. Like I just want to go to the beach, ride my bike around town yeah. and just eat ice cream you are you're such a bike rider every vacation you have a picture of you on the fucking bike yeah man i'm a big <laughs> like well it's like you, everywhere we go the same place every year and uh it's a very oh that beachy, makes sense very yeah. beachy town so we throw the bikes on the back of the truck <laughs> and um you know get ice cream every night and and it's it's awesome yeah so we we're we we're we we're down there and um i got the i get the call from my agent saying you have an audition and you got to put yourself on tape. And I was like, mom, I told my mom, I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Like, I don't. she's like, listen, it's a great role. It's a great opportunity. Like, it's uh, a huge show right yeah, now. Yeah. I didn't huge. realize how big it was yeah. until like after I got in, I did more research. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Cause the original power, this is a spinoff. Yeah. There's a few, but the original power was like huge yeah. ratings wise mm-hmm. when it was out. Yeah. And all of these spinoffs that they've done have been crazy as well yeah really really good i mean the actors that are on uh on raising canaan that i met are just phenomenal yeah and uh really really cool people yeah i didn't want to do it and i i got my shit together and i was like all right this is important i have to so i get put on tape and uh you know what it was i i watched my tape and i was like man like i i I did a really good job and i looked the character like i i felt really really good about it here's the thing I did the audition home, the first one. Mm-hmm. I got a call back when I was on vacation. Got I'm it. remembering right. Got it. I didn't want to have to do another thing, another self-tape for it. So I did the call back, whatever I sent it in. And then right after the, my vacation was over, I found out that I got it. And it was it was just so cool, like just to dive into that whole world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just experiment and have fun with that character. It's It's always cool to not be yourself. Yeah. And I mean, listen, you know me. I'm a I'm Italian Puerto Rican. I I I sound you know I have my little inflections here and there. Where yeah. you're like, Oh, he's Italian, but I'm not that. Italian. No, it doesn't come out that often. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, you know, and you know the reason why for that is because as an actor, I've always dealt with a strong New York accent, so right. I always had to eliminate that to open up myself to different. Yeah, because you had it more as a kid. Mm-hmm. When I was like watching some of the stuff from when you were younger, oh my god, there yeah. was more of that that you don't have now yeah so i've i've tried and worked on that and i i feel that i've done a good job but you know still here and there when you know it'll it'll creep in and yeah you'll be like the jail, wow that was really long island italian the jail scene was funny like the first scene that you're in in the show and i'm like kick his good ass you're in the jail cell 
and I just I just heard you talking and I was like, who's this person? But it is so funny. Like watching you play these characters makes me realize like what a good actor you are because oh, I know you. <laughs> you so well and I'm watching and I'm like, this is not even the same person. Like right. some, sometimes I forget. And your sister too. Like we did um, a scene in a short film together yeah, yeah. where I was on set and I played like a small part mm-hmm. and I watched. So working in progress with that. So hopefully that'll come out. One day. Yeah. But I watched you guys like doing your thing and I was kind of like analyzing and learning Mm -hmm. in the time that I wasn't on camera. Mm -hmm. And it's just so incredible because you guys have been doing it for so long that you're so professional and so good at it. You just like snap into different people. And there's moments where like uh, Raquel was, she she played um, a pregnant woman Mm -hmm. whose water breaks in a deli. So she like went into labor six takes in a row. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny. And And you just got to be on it screaming. And watching you guys improvise where Mm -hmm. like there's moments where there's nothing in the script and you have to do something. Right. You just have to figure it out on the fly. Like it's so incredible to watch you play different people. You killed it too, I have to say, man. You're you're a natural. Well, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just yelling. You're just yelling? Yeah. yeah. That's but natural good, but for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you, were, you were freaking me. I, I just had to say something I, funny. When I went, when I, when me and my mom and Raquel were driving home, we were like, wow, you, like, you blew us away. You're That's just cute. so, uh, yeah, no. It's just, you have a natural thing. I always tell you that. You you have this natural we're not gift. T- don't start. We're not talking about me. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but even so, like, so watching that was great. And then watching you on Power was yeah. cool. But then Shadowhunters, you're a totally different person. Yeah. The way your mannerisms are, so you the know way what? you speak, like, it's just so interesting to me how you can, like, transform yourself into different people. Mm-hmm. Because the worst actors, who I won't name, mm-hmm. are the people who every fucking movie or TV show you watch them in, yeah, it's the same, same character. Yeah, yeah. It's another iteration of the same person. Mm-hmm. That's so boring. Yeah. So this is the first spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the season, you die. You get yeah. shot. Yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Everybody should have seen it by now. The lad, that episode's been out for like three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it. if you didn't, that's your fault. Yeah. Is that the first time you did a death scene? Mm, I feel like yeah. you've never died before. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That's crazy. <laughs> what was that like? Was it weird? Um. Yeah, it was... I guess so, yeah, because you have to, you you always wonder, like, if you ever have to do a scene like that where you're just on the ground, like, you're worried about holding your breath and your chest rise and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, right. No, that's not easy. Right. Like, just you look not, dead. Yeah, not moving and then holding your breath because you know the camera's, like, literally, like, sweeping across you and, like, you know, getting a tight shot and, you know, people that are watching, just a little eye flicker of your, your eyelash right. or whatever. You know, you have to be completely still, not breathing. Right. And um, yeah, it definitely wasn't easy, but um, a lot of fun. And, you know, that whole that whole scene was was awesome. Uh, just to, you know, have that little bit of action, and uh, it was cool. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you know when to die? Because obviously, when I'm watching the show, the gunshot goes off. But when you're filming it. He's pointing the gun the whole time, but yeah. there's no gunshot in the room. Right. So, so does someone like yell? I gave him, yeah. So I gave, I told him, I was like, just give me like a little bit of a a, a muzzle a recoil, mm-hmm. a recoil. And um, that's what he did. So as soon as I saw that gun, the the slide go back. Got it. Or, you know, pretend that the slide go back and right. cock his wrist. Um, that's when I would pretend like, boom, you know, the bullet went through and that makes sense bye bye there you go you know but that, it was a lot of fun though mm-hmm. it was so much it was you know even the car scene like i had to do like this little stunt 
drive scene like when i pull up to joey badass yeah so even that was really cool like they're yeah. like telling me all right you need a cooler because you know me with cars yeah and they're like all right go and i just floored <laughs> it and they're like i'm scaring the like this tires are screeching people are coming out of their their apartments mm-hmm. looking like you know what's the going fuck's on going on out here and um but yeah that was that was a lot of a lot of fun joey badass is dope too did you get to like interact with him yeah no we sat in the um we sat in the you know the the warming vans together yeah or like in between scenes like if we were outside and it was cold they just throw you in the van and the right heat's, the heat's bumping and you know just talking with him asking him about you know different songs that he's working on and yeah talented dude man yeah really, very really really cool guy. yeah his new album's doing really well that just came out yeah yeah he's dope he's he's badass he is <laughs> badass <laughs> talk to me about the tactical shooting stuff you've been doing because i saw all that on instagram yeah. Are you prepping for a role or is that just a hobby? Yeah. Well, it, it's definitely a hobby of mine. I, you know, my brother uh, who's in uh, the Air Force introduced me to, you know, uh, you know, shooting and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I love it. I enjoy it. And it's definitely something that for me, it's it's very, it's applicable to what I'm going to be doing in the future and what I'm putting out there to the universe. Like these are the roles that I want to do. Like ever since I was little, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do action films, whether it's a military film or... Um, well, if you can't be a cop, you might as well play be, one. Be one on TV. There you go. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I've always wanted to do those action movies or shows or films or, you know, like Paul Walker, one of my favorite actors. Um you know, cars, you know, racing cars, anything that's fast paced and, mm-hmm. you know, will get your adrenaline going. That's what I want to do as an actor. Like right. those are the films that it, I'm, I'm putting out there to the universe that I'm going to attract. So, um, that's what I'm working on. I'm working on perfecting my craft and I know training, you know, I trained with Tony Cinnamon and, and what, I mean, t- that guy is so cool. Like, yeah. Just, the whole I, thing is so cool. It's not like a regular range for people that don't know. Like It's an exclusive, yeah. You're like, like running you around like you're in the action movie. Yeah, yeah. You're and not just standing and shooting at a target. It's, no. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. And uh, just to get down to Florida, like I remember messaging him on, on Instagram and I was like, I don't know, like if he's, you know, if he'll see this, whatever. And He's got yeah, over, well, you know, over a million people followers. see a lot of things when you have a blue check. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I guess it helps. But um, but yeah, he answered me. I messaged him like on a Tuesday and I was like, hey, Tony, like big fan of yours. And I was like, I was literally playing him in Call of Duty. Yeah. Like as he's like one of the characters. You know? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It was yeah, so cool. That's cool. And I was like two weeks ago, I was playing and then I was following him, you know, for, for a while and just looking up all his different training videos i mean an amazing teacher you know he's marine marine veteran uh miami swat guy and um just just a, a really really cool like badass like yeah. awesome guy and i've learned so much like i thought i knew some stuff but when i got there he he put me in check and he was like yeah. no like this is how you do it and this is how you hold the rifle and this is and it's all about safety too like that's a big thing you know um with firearms like you you have to be educated and you have to train because it's so important like it's dangerous you know you have to know what you're doing yeah and um it's so much power too like yeah i remember the only time i've ever been to the range is the time that you and i went yeah and we were shooting those fucking big ass guns yeah yeah. and just like to feel that (laughs) as it's happening (laughs) like it's crazy how much power is in that yeah but yeah. um but it's exciting at the same time but yeah i'm i'm what i'm doing is i'm putting out there to the universe like 
I'm training. I'm I'm getting ready because I know it's coming. Yeah. I know it's coming. So whatever the next Jason Bourne style franchise is, we'll see you there. See you soon. <laughs> Accomplishment you're most proud of so far? Career-wise, not like... Um, not personal-wise? No. Um... Ooh, this is tough. I I don't know. I guess I guess getting Shadowhunters was, mm-hmm. you know, that was a big deal. But career-wise, not quitting. That's a good one. Yeah. Perfect. Biggest regret. Biggest regret. Quitting. <laughs> <laughs> for a small quitting, period of time. Quitting for a small period of time and and <laughs> and wasting um wasting time. You know? I don't think that's a regret though. I think that that was a great it was learning a teaching. experience. It was a great it was a great teaching that I needed to to receive. Yeah. And from conversations that you and I had, I mm-hmm. think and what we talked about today. I think it only made you that much more motivated and ready for what's going to happen now. Yeah. And I feel like that's the shit we're talking about with timing. Yeah. Like something's going to happen now because you weren't ready for it at that point. No. But now you are. It's a biggest pressure you felt as an actor. I think when I worked with Tom Selleck on Blue Bloods, mm. I had this vision of this is how I wanted to do the scene and this is what I've been prepping. And this is when I did the audition and I got the role. This is how I did it. And I did it and I did it in front of Tom and he totally switched it up. And he was like, I like what you're doing, but like try it this way. And then boom, right on the spot, I had to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, that's That happens a lot with acting. Again, to the audition, you have this vision of the character and how the scene's going to go. And you're so wrong. Mm-hmm. And you realize that on the day and the casting director is like, yeah, no, actually this happens later on in the film that you're not aware of. So he wouldn't say it like that. He would say it like this. So try it like that. And then boom, right away you have to re-ramp and, right. and adjust. and um, Yeah, and everything you prepared is out the window. Out the window. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the most pressure I felt was when I was working with Tom Selleck. But he, such a sweet, I mean, that guy is just a sweetheart. Like, yeah. Super, super nice. Made everyone feel very welcomed. Like the, the atmosphere on the, on the set was, everyone was happy. Everyone was appreciated. I mean, he looked you in your eyes. He put, your, he put his arm around you and um, really, really nice guy. All right, last question. Are you ready? No, I'm scared. <laughs> what is your advice to someone who's acting and trying to make it besides the cliche, believe in yourself, don't give up? Yeah. What are like some valuable tips for people who are just starting out since you've been doing it for 97 years? Yeah. Um, you have to know that it, it may happen overnight. You may get very lucky and get that one part and boom, like all, you know, all praise to you. But for the most part, it's that's just not the way it's going to happen. You're right. going to have to pay your dues and you're going to have to be in uncomfortable positions. Uncomfortable positions are, that's what you're going to live in. And you have to find something that, like myself, even like with, with real estate, you know, you have to find something where you have something that's going to help you get through all the tough times, pay the bills, but still give you that flexibility to keep pursuing, you know, your dream, whether right. that's acting or singing. Right. And um, I think that's the most important thing. And, you know, I'm not saying don't put your eggs all in one basket because as an actor, you kind of have to do that. Um, you, you know, I don't know who said this. I'm always quoting everyone. Yes, you um, are. But, uh, you know me, I like those cool oh little punchlines. Um, you know, it's people are always like, yeah, you need to have a plan B. And I don't know who said it, but he was like, you know who has a plan B? He's like, mother is that lose. He's like, that, <laughs> he's like, that's who's got a plan it's B. It's true. It is. Because like, if you don't 
if you don't put a hundred percent into it and fully believe in it and not have any other, like you got to burn your boats, yeah. you know? And you're not going to put the same fire and desperation mm-hmm. almost into things when you don't have another option. Mm-hmm. And I say that all the time to like, when I have conversations about the things that I'm doing, yeah. I'm like, I don't have another plan. Like there is nothing else. Yeah. I didn't go to school. I didn't go to college. Like I don't have a career. Yep, exactly. I don't have a degree waiting for me. Like if I don't make this happen, I don't know what I'm going to do. Will I figure something out? I'm not going to fucking live on the street. Right. But this is it for me. No. You know, so I feel like that sometimes makes me nervous, Mm -hmm. but also pushes me. That's the only way you grow. It's the only way you grow is when you're uncomfortable. When you're comfortable, you know, you don't got to move. You can can stay there and say, all right, well, one day. Yeah. You know, but when you're forced and you're like, man, I'm... (laughs) I got these bills and I don't know how I'm going to, you know, survive or whatever. Like you really need to focus and make things happen. Yeah. And that's the, uh, that's my, that, that would be my advice is to obviously, you know, believe in yourself, don't quit, but find something that you can do that's going to give you that little window and pay the bills and never make you have to quit your right. dream. Because that's for me, what I'm living through right now, I had to figure out something that, would fulfill me, would make me happy. And, you know, you can make great money yeah. with real estate. But also the most important part of that was I'm my own boss. I'm, I make my own schedule. If I got an audition or I got to fly out, I got to do something like there's no one telling me what I can and cannot do. Right. Like this is, I, I'm the boss. Right. And that industry allows for flexibility in your schedule. Yeah. 100%. I mean, and a lot of it other than you know, appointments and listings, but most yeah. of it is done from your computer and your phone anyway. Exactly. So you can work from anywhere. Yeah. I go yeah. on vacation. Oh, you, you got a, an offer that just came in. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going through all the contracts. Boom, boom, boom. Shut the computer. All right. Let's go to the beach, you know? Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's, that's one part of it. The other part is like you said, yeah, you got to, you know, client needs to go to see a home yeah. here or there and then you got to make yeah. it work, but it's not all the time. Um, right. And, um, and it allows you that flexibility, which exactly. is perfect for what you need. Yep. So that would be my advice. And um, you have to believe in yourself and you have to envision yourself where you're going to be. Right. Because that is, it's just so powerful and it puts you in alignment with all of those things. And they're just, you're going to see things happen. It's like anything that happens. Like if you're thinking about a person, you know, and then, you know, you're thinking about him, you haven't spoken to him and all of a sudden, boom, you get a phone call mm-hmm. the next day and you're yeah. like, that's so crazy. And it's just, it's just the way it is. That's just the, what I believe in. Yeah. At least. And, um, but I'm glad that I went through the hardships. I'm glad that I tried many different things and I, I've realized that it's not who I am. And I've, I spent so much time, so much effort, so many years on, on this, that it, it would, Again, another thing I saw a video on it. I was like, man, that's such a cool saying was it would for me to be where I'm at now, I'm more than halfway there. Mm -hmm. So it would take longer to quit and turn around and go back to the beginning than to just keep going for for your dream. Mm -hmm. And that's literally where I'm at right now. And especially like there's so many, you and I've talked about this before. There's so many stories you hear about actors who are like right on the brink of something Mm -hmm. And then it happens. Yeah. And that's the spot that you're at. Like yeah. with everything that you've done and everything that you have behind you, like it's only a matter of time and not a long time mm-hmm. before like that big moment happens. And it's interesting because like you would have thought it would be shadow hunters. Right. And then it wasn't. Yeah. But something like that is like right around the corner. Exactly. So imagine if you just stopped now and you're like almost there. Yeah. 
Fuck it's that. like searching for for the diamond, you know, and mm-hmm. you're one little slither away from from you know going through the wall. Yeah, whatever it. that like perfect spot is to get into. Yeah, I think I wasn't ready. I I wasn't ready, you know, even with Shadowhunters, and you know, I I wasn't the person I am today, and my mentality and and things like that, and the story with Jim Carrey and his father mm-hmm. that always that struck me when I first heard it. I was like, wow, it's so true. Like Jim Carrey's father was a comedian. And, and he wanted, you know, to pursue that, but the fear got the best of him and he wound up quitting it and became an accountant and I believe it was an accountant. And then all of a sudden he got fired from his accounting job. Mm -hmm. So he, 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 uh, abandoned the, the not safe route and picked the safe route and then failed on the safe route that was supposedly safe. Right. So Jim Carrey was like, you know, my father could have been this great comedian. He's like, but what I'm getting at here, and I'm just giving you an example, is that you can fail at something that you don't want. Right. So why not take a chance on doing what you love? And I'm like, wow. That's excellent. It's it's so true. It's so true. Why, you know, you can fail at something that you don't want, so why not take a chance on doing what Mm -hmm. you love? 100%. So. Wow. Take Sound a, advice. T- taking the chance, man. Oh, my and, God. Um, All right. We got to go because I got to put him back in his snow globe before yeah. he turns into a pumpkin. Christmas. Oh, my God. Start singing. You're so corny. I am. All right. Well, thank you for doing this. You're probably the biggest star that's been here yet. How does that feel? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you feel good? You're going to have way, way bigger people than me, but I hope just, so. It's, it's just a matter of time. Here's hoping. You know, you're doing the same. You're literally doing the same thing I'm doing. It's just a different. It's just a different avenue. Yeah, I started much later. (laughs) You started much later. Resume. You know what? (laughs) Yeah, but like, there's so many actors that are like, "Oh, I feel too old." This that. Like, there's people that like they get their first big show. Yeah. You know, and then boom, now they're on. They're a regular on a a huge show. Yeah. Um. You know. Well, podcasting is a newer industry, so it's hard to tell. But comedy specifically, Mm -hmm. people usually don't get really big until they're older yeah. like when's the last time you've seen a super famous comedian that was like 27 nah. 26 you other than them, pete davidson yeah that's really it yeah Late everybody 30s, who like 40s. pops and gets big like sebastian maniscalco joe rogan all these people like that happens for them in their like late mm-hmm. 30s yeah so we'll check back in in five years see where we are imagine we'll do a part two hell yeah that would be fun no we're there's definitely gonna be a part yeah two. i better yeah. be in my porsche by then 100 percent. otherwise i'm not gonna be happy gt3 baby yeah All right. Cheers. Thank you. 